thank you for tuning in to CCISD's Carburetor Line podcast. I'm Sydney Hunt, and today I'm joined by Ms. Dava West, Director of Counseling and Student Services. Thank you for being here. My You're pleasure. regular by now. <laughs> I was just, everybody knows me by now. <laughs> Yesterday, we talked through incoming sixth grade course selection uh, for next school year, and so today we're going to be talking about um, information for incoming ninth grade students, so our current eighth grade students right now. This process begins in early February, so just a week away, and so we're wanting to give our families an overview of what it looks like for incoming high school students. If you're watching us live on Facebook, uh, we, you can submit questions in the chat and we will try to get to those at the end of the show. Uh, so let's get started. For those who maybe don't have um, some a lot of background information on course selection uh, for incoming ninth grade students, can you go into what course selection is? Sure. So course selection is another wonderful time in our students' lives where they get to practice some transition skills. They've already done it once and mm -hmm. they've done it successfully. They did it from elementary into intermediate. And now they get to do that second part where they went from intermediate to high school. And the, the coping strategies that they are learning during this process, which it sounds weird to say coping strategies, but this, these are big monumental moments going right. from intermediate to high school. The strategies that they are learning during this process are actually something that can take them throughout their life. Cause when they go from high school to whatever their post-secondary journey is, mm -hmm. they can say, I've already done this once right. I was successful. So what does that look like? Um, again. And so when I was preparing for our little podcast today, I thought back to the other ones we've done and I was like, what new fancy thing can I say? Mm -hmm. And I kept leaning back <laughs> to this one little trick I, or our piece of advice, I guess you can say that I like to go, that I like to give in the fact that course selection time is a really good time to remember what your comfort zone is. That's your friends and the things that you, the activities that you like to do, um, your teachers that you like, and really push yourself to your courage zone. Because it's kind of a clean slate. And what do I mean by courage zone? And courage zone means some going outside, expanding that friend circle. And you're like, really? Like course selection? But when you're thinking about the classes that you're changing, you might move in a different direction. So that courage zone might be trying out for a play mm -hmm. or trying a new class. And for our current and our, and our incoming ninth graders and our in our current high school students, that might be trying an honors class or a dual credit class and just really seeing that you can push yourself and, and be successful yourself. and mm -hmm. challenge yourself. So even though some people may think of it as, oh, I'm just picking classes, like it is really a new opportunity mm -hmm. for you to try new things. So yes, you're picking classes. That's part of course selection, but you are getting to figure out what your school year next year hopefully will look like as well. And how to set yourself up for the next four years, yes, essentially. Exactly. So there are a few ways that current eighth graders are introduced to their new high school campuses. Can you talk through upcoming visits and parent meetings we have? Sure. So the first round um, of visits that we're going to do um, will be the week of February 6th through February the 10th. Now, February 6th is a um, professional learning day, mm -hmm. and so our students will not be there. So starting on February the 7th, our current high school counselors are going to go to our intermediate campuses, and they're going to give them a lot of information. Um, they're going to give them a copy of the educational planning guide. Mm -hmm. They're going to give them a list of all the courses that are offered at their their high school that they're going to be attending. They're going to give them a worksheet on how to map out what classes they're going to be taking next year. They're going to give them directions on how to put the courses in Skyward. They're going to go over graduation requirements. Wow. Like what's yeah. it going to take for <laughs> me to graduate from high school? So on Tuesday, February the 7th, um, if your students attend 
Clear Creek Intermediate, Bayside Intermediate, Clear Lake Intermediate, or Creekside Intermediate, they will be getting that presentation from their high school counselors on that day. If your student attends League City Intermediate, Westbrook Intermediate, those will be on Wednesday, February the 8th. If you attend Seabrook Intermediate or Victory Lakes Intermediate, you your students will be meeting with their high school counselor on February the 9th, that's Thursday. And then on Friday, February the 10th, if your student attends Brookside Intermediate or Space Center Intermediate, they will get that presentation from the high school counselor. And that's part one mm -hmm. because the counselors are meeting with the students. Right. But we want our parents to hear all that information as well. So on Wednesday, February the 15th, all of our comprehensive high schools, Clearbrook, Clear Creek, Clear Lake, Clear Falls, Clear Springs will be having a incoming ninth grade parent night. And then they all have, whether they call it a course fair or a course expo after that parent meeting. And so when our parents attend and you can attend with your student, they will get all of the information about picking courses. We will be going over those graduation requirements because we know some of our incoming ninth grade parents, this is the first time mm -hmm. you've ever heard what does it actually take to graduate from high school. We're going to go over all of that. And then after the meeting, you and your student would have the opportunity to go into the school and they usually have different booths set up, we'll say, and they have the different teachers come and explain their program. Like someone from athletics would probably be there. Someone from band will be there. Maybe ROTC will be there and some of the other fun classes that they have so that your student will have the opportunity to see what exactly is offered at my high school and what can I participate in. So that fair is a great opportunity for students to learn about everything offered at their zoned campus Correct. and maybe some opportunities to get involved um, at in some courses yes. that are available for all students at other campuses. And maybe some things to look forward to. Like um, maybe there's someone there from health science technology right. and you can start taking a freshman level class next year, but they to can tell you about you. some other things mm -hmm. that you can take your sophomore, junior, senior year. So it's just a great opportunity to see all of the amazing things that our high schools offer. Perfect. And the CCIC Educational Planning Guide, you mentioned it. That's an all-inclusive book of offerings for all high school. Can you talk through what's included in that? Sure. So um, like I mentioned, all of our incoming ninth graders will get a physical copy of our Educational Planning Guide. Um, we will also be uploading the newest version um, of the Educational Planning Guide within the next couple of weeks. And in the front part of the book is all the information, the, all the graduation requirements are there, um, endorsement requirements are there, grade point information, uh, grade point rank information there, way, other ways that you can earn high school credit besides just the seven classes you take during the day. Uh, there's some information about Naviance. Naviance grows a little bit more as you get into high school. Uh, Information about CTE specialty programs are there. So if, that, if you have heard about that or you want to learn more about that, that's all in the educational planning guide. And the other thing is every course that we offer in CCIC has a course description in there with a lot of other information about prereqs, grade levels. What I will tell you is just because the course is in the educational planning guide does not necessarily guarantee it's going to be offered at the high school. So every high school has a variety of courses that they offer. And so they will give your student a class listing of the courses that are offered at that campus. So you take that course listing, you can pull out your educational planning guide, go to the back part where the course descriptions are and look up a better description of exactly what goes on in that class. 
And so new for this incoming uh, class, incoming ninth grade class um, that I did want us to talk through briefly uh, for next school year is the class rank changes that were approved last semester. Um, So this will only impact the class of 2027 and beyond, not those who are currently in high school, correct? Correct. And can you give some background on on these changes? Sure. So like you mentioned, if you are a current ninth, 10th or 11th grader, nothing is changing. Your class rank will be calculated exactly the same way based on your cumulative GPA. But for our incoming ninth graders, we have made a change in our policy. And so the courses that will we're going to have, you're still going to receive a cumulative GPA, meaning everything that you take is and the class ranking, the GPA will go into a cumulative GPA. We're going to determine our class rank, whether you're number one, number 10, number 50, in a different way. And we're going to call that the class ranking GPA. And we're only going to use your grade points from certain classes. So all of you, the English non-elective courses, so English one, English two, English three, are going to be counted in the class ranking GPA. All of our math classes, whether it's algebra, algebra two, calculus, all of that will be included in the GPA. Um, then all of our sciences will be included, whether it's biology or mm-hmm. AP physics, all of those will be included. And then our social studies non-elective, so world geography, world history, U.S. history, so the things that are required for you to graduate. And our world languages and culture, whether it's Spanish 1 or Spanish 4, all of those will be included in the GPA as well. The purpose and then so our elective courses that our students really enjoy taking and that where they like to follow their passions, those will not be included in the GPA. Now, we still want them to thrive and excel and do an amazing in those, but we want them to have that opportunity to take those and not have to have the burden of a GPA when I'm when I'm following elective, because we do have our level one, our honors courses and our advanced placement courses, and we have level two courses. And so the GPA is a little bit different from those. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want a student who is is wanting to participate in a level two course that's an elective to have to worry about, well, I can't do that because I really need to worry about my GPA because my class rank. So we do think that it's going to make a huge difference for our students to be able to follow their passion, um, be in those those extracurricular activities, develop leadership Mm -hmm. roles. And those are some amazing things that colleges look for as well. Leadership role, your passion, you're well-rounded. Yes, Class rank and GPA are something colleges right. look at, but <laughs> it's kind of going down on the, they want to see what your passion is. They want to see if you're wanting to major this in college, I want to see that on your transcript. I want to see leadership. Mm-hmm. I want to see that you can balance all of these different things. And so all of these changes are in that EPG guide that they're going to get um, next week when they get all the information they need for course selection. Yes. So in the front part of the EPG, it has, there's a section for our current students that review how class rank is calculated and all the GPA points. There's a special section just for our class of 27 and beyond. And then in the back part where the course descriptions are, every single course has whether or not it's included in the GPA, in the class ranking GPA. So it should be pretty easy to tell. And again, just because it's included in our course description, that is not for our current students, but we had to put it somewhere. Right. So it's in everyone, but our current students, 9th and 11th, everything still counts in your class, in your cumulative GPA, which determines your class rank. Right. This is only for incoming ninth grade Correct. students, current eighth grade students. And we also did a whole podcast episode on these changes back in November. So you can go back and subscribe to Car Rider Line wherever you listen to podcasts and get some more in-depth information. And if you have any questions uh, as well, where, where should they go for their school counselor should be able to address any of those questions. Um, they can reach out to the high school counselors and they should be able to answer any of those questions as well. 
Perfect. So let's give a recap uh, for families on key dates for upcoming course selection for ninth grade. So February 7th is when everything high school related, our incoming ninth graders, and that's when everything starts. So February 7th is when those counselors start going uh, down to the campuses and have those meetings. So, and then when Skyward opens February 7th through February the 21st, what does that mean? That means that as soon as you get that EPG and you and your family sit down and decide what courses you want to take, you can log into your, um, the student logs into their student access in Skyward and they enter the courses that they want to. Very important. You also want to enter your alternatives, your alternate courses. So you want to put your top seven that you want, but you want to enter those alternates too, because when we're building master schedules and making schedules for next year, we need to have those alternates mm-hmm. just in case something doesn't happen, uh, something doesn't work out. Right. And we unfortunately can't give you a course. Then February the 24th is our priority deadline for our CTE specialty courses. And yes, actually some of our incoming ninth graders can participate in those CTE specialty courses, um, whether it's construction, uh, some of our biomedical mm-hmm. uh, programs at, um, at Clear Lake or some of the programs at um, all of them, whether it's Brook or Creek, they mm-hmm. all have specialty programs. All that's identified in the educational mm-hmm. planning guides. And we do have some opportunities for our ninth graders to participate in those. So then we kind of look at all of our numbers and everything once we get once we close that on February the 21st. And then on the week of February 10th, sometime during that time, your student will be given directions on how to go in and verify that they the courses that they're seeing in Skyward are the courses that they are interested in taking for the 2023-2024 school year. And then they'll have from that week of April 10th through April 28th to make any changes. And then April 28th, it is closed mm-hmm. until you receive your schedule in August. Perfect. And so if we have parents who are listening who have um, current ninth through 11th grade, when will they participate in course selection? So they actually are getting the same. It's almost exactly basically is the, the same, same timeline. Mm-hmm. So February 7th through February 10th, they will be receiving. They won't necessarily have that, that presentation, the smaller presentations like mm-hmm. our incoming ninth graders do, but they might do it through advisory on their campus. Um, the high schools kind of figure out what way works best. Now, they won't actually get a physical copy of the EPG unless they go to the counseling center, our, our counseling suite at their high school and ask for one. They usually our students usually like to use the online version. Yeah. Um, so they really like doing that. And then again, from February the 7th through February the 21st, they have the opportunity to go in and put their courses. I am sure our current ninth graders through 11th graders are experts by now mm-hmm. on doing that. They also will get something the wake of April the 10th uh, to uh, verify their courses. And then on April the 29th is when we close all change. One thing I will mention about our current students, so our current ninth through 11th grade students, um, in per- in particular, our tenth, our current tenth and eleventh grade mm-hmm. students. This is also an opportunity. I mentioned that courage zone, mm-hmm. and I mentioned dual credit classes. Mm-hmm. So um, while we are having those incoming ninth grade parent nights, your high school campuses are also probably scheduling a dual credit meeting. That's we have our partnerships with College of the Mainland and San Jacinto Community College. So we actually have the opportunities for our students to take a college level course that counts as a high school credit as well. That's the dual part. They get the college hours mm-hmm. and the high school. And um, I just want that also will be kind of going on in this time because they will have to start selecting whether they want to take those dual credit right. classes so that high schools can work with them to get all of that out. And I do believe we did a podcast did. in January. Yes, a few weeks ago. And so that's another one you can go back and listen to to get some full, some more information about dual credit. Information, mm-hmm. Yes. 
So what are some tips that you may have for students and parents when going through this process? So one thing that I want to remind parents is that I get teenagers, it can be a challenging time mm -hmm. and they are still trying to find themselves. And sometimes when parents are trying to offer that help, they might get a, a deep sigh or an eye roll. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they don't want your help. They really still do look to their parents for guidance. Um, so when you're looking at all of the things that they're signing up for, ask them what they're interested in try to encourage them to go to that courage zone and other things to consider when we hear from college admission officers. And I understand if you're a current eighth grade parent incoming ninth grade parent, you're like, really, you're going to talk to me about college right mm -hmm. now. But believe it or not, they actually start looking at freshman level courses when they're kind of getting a right. big picture for college admissions. They actually say they do want to see the student's passion um, on their transcripts. Shine, so they through, shine yeah. through. So that is something that really start considering when you're in ninth grade. And, and I get like some, you're like, my student doesn't have a passion yet. <laughs> how, how am I supposed to help with that? And that's just another thing a parent can do is continue to expose them to different opportunities, different experiences, encourage them to try new things. And maybe one of those things will grab hold right. and will become their passion that they want to do. Um, the other thing, our teenagers, their brains are still growing, their bodies are still growing, and that's okay. And they're going to struggle with things. And, and we don't like to talk about this part that much, but high school is a great time to try new things. Let them struggle a little bit. It's okay for them not to succeed always, but encouraging them to continue to do that because they are making that connection. If I keep trying and I find success, I know that I can do it. Right. And again, that is just something our parents can help our students with that growth mindset. Like you might not be able to do it now, but let's keep trying. Let's keep trying with those honors level courses. Like mm -hmm. I realize you might not have an A and a B is okay. Yeah. And, and just keep trying. And also the final thing is like helping students see that their strengths and their passions um, can actually make a difference in their school. And that to me goes to school involvement. One of the best ways to be successful at high school is to get involved, mm -hmm. not just. And then when they get involved in school, that then comes to being involved in their community. We have so many wonderful programs at our high schools that work within our community to help right. make a difference in our community. And so that's another thing I would encourage parents and students to get involved. They're so, and, it, and a lot of times we see Friday night lights and all of the things, the football, the mm -hmm. band, the dance, yeah, all of that's going on at a football game. But we also have our C3, C3. studio mm -hmm. kids that are doing all of the, the video to yeah. production. And that is an amazing setup. And so it just because of what you think it might be, there's a lot of other opportunities Behind and scenes, just yeah. get involved so that you don't feel isolated because the high schools are, are mm -hmm. pretty big and you want to be connected to it somehow. So that's another thing I would just encourage parents to help their students find a place and be a part of something. And I really think that the, the class rate changes that we're making for incoming ninth grade students is really, that's the goal of it. Yes. To help them explore their passions and get involved and not say no to something just because they want to have the highest GPA, cumulative GPA for class rank purposes. So I think exploring those classes or outside organizations, outside of school extracurriculars um, that might not necess necessarily take up a class time. Yep. Um, we have tons of clubs and organizations. Amazing things out there. 
for everyone at each of our campuses. So um, I think that's a great opportunity for those students. It's, it's finding that balance, right? We want to set high expectations for our students mm-hmm. and we want them to, to, to really thrive, but also finding that balance of uh, w- that extracurricular part that is their passion. Yes, the academics part is important. Right. And the, the thing I always remind parents of when they're in high school, this is the last chance where they have that safety net, mm-hmm. right? When they go off to colleges, college professors don't call parents. Right. <laughs> you might not be able to check your students' grades once they go off to college. Mm -hmm. This is that one that that last little bit of opportunity to be that supporting safety net for them right. so that they can and be stumble in the process. a little yeah. bit and still be successful. Mm-hmm. And I do want us to mention, we do have two um, schools of choice, high schools of choice. Um, one is having an open application right now. It's Clear Horizons Early mm-hmm. College High School. And I know we've mentioned it in previous podcasts. Um, and we have Clearview High School as well, which has a brand new, beautiful campus. Um, so can you talk through uh, those two choices? and why they're schools of choice? Yes. So uh, Clear Horizons Early College High School is exactly that. It's Early yeah. College High School. It is actually located on the campus of St. Jacinto South. That is where their building is. So our students that do an application, and it is a lottery, so mm-hmm. that they do they complete the application. Um, then we, we do the lottery. I want to say it's toward the end of February. Mm-hmm. Um, and they then they get to select to go there. They do take a mixture their first couple of years of high school level courses, and they're all at the honors level and dual credit, meaning those college courses. So while they're on that campus, they actually get to go into college level courses, not just with high school students. They're with college students. They use the facilities at San Jacinto. Um, And then when they get kind of closer to their junior, senior level, it kind of shifts where they're taking more of the college level courses and they have just a couple of high school level courses. Mm -hmm. Most of our Clear Horizon students graduate not only with a high school diploma, before they actually get that high school diploma, they've actually got their associate's degree because they graduate from college before they actually graduate from high school most of the time. Right. So that is what's on the time frame based on the time frame of when things are. <laughs> so that is an, a great opportunity for our students. The other opportunity is Clearview High School. It is a smaller campus. Um, it, it's for all students, mm-hmm. not just students who are struggling or um, it's for a student who maybe just needs a different way of learning. Mm-hmm. Maybe being at a high school with smaller almost 3000 students is mm-hmm. not your thing. So it's a smaller class. Most of their classes have no more than 12 students in it. The Mm -hmm. teachers are able to work a little bit more one-on-one with them. Um, It's just a great opportunity to talk about making connections. Mm -hmm. You're making connections with the the community at Clearview because it's much much smaller campus. And it truly is open to anyone. Um, I may have worked there before as a Mm -hmm. counselor and we had a wide variety of students there. I had students, um, I, I have a student that is at New York University right now, right. majoring in acting, and and she went to Clearview, mm-hmm. and we have you know so it's a wide range of students that attend there. So if you're just looking for something not quite the large high school setting, right. Clearview might be a great opportunity for you. And it's such an amazing school. It also has two um, two or three specialty programs within our career and technical education department. Uh, welding being new, this is our new welding program yes. that's going very well, yes. uh, very well. Like we we are. Over capacity. Like, yeah, over capacity. Yeah, over capacity. We have our students yes. that are very interested as certified nursing assistant. Yes. And it also has cosmetology. Beautiful new cosmetology. Everything's brand new. Yeah. Everything's brand the new building, and the cosmetology yes. area looks just like a salon. So it's it, amazing. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. then it gives, and the, those 
those three are open to the whole district, but they're housed at Clearview. Clearview. That is correct. Um, So if you want to learn more about those two uh, schools of choice, um, the Clear Horizons application window for the lottery ends February 17th. Uh, You can visit chechs.ccist.net, so checks.ccist.net, and click on how to apply to get more information and apply um, there. They have a parent night uh, on January 31st at 6.30 p.m., uh, online virtual parent meeting and then Clearview is clearview.ccisd.net for more information on that and they have a rolling application yes. for for next year and so um, I did want to mention those two uh, since uh, Clear Horizons only is accepting current eighth grade applications uh, which is what we're talking about today so, so since you're mentioning websites yes. also I will go ahead and throw out that ccisd.net backslash course selection all one word mm-hmm. if you go there you we haven't updated everything just yet we're kind of timing that to align so the so next week january we january 30th we will update the online epgs and all of the information there so that you can click there and learn more information about all things course selection is there anything else you think we missed i just think it's a great time for students and parents to talk about all things and work with your student Mm -hmm. and if you have any questions your school counselor will be glad to help you out and there's time. You, you, just because it opens on February 7th, you still have that whole window. You don't have 21st. to rush um, no. to make your decision. I think it's like two whole weekends. If, you, yes. if, if the weekends are your family time, you have two whole weekends to try to, to get together uh-huh. and to and to collaborate and um, make your decisions. Mm-hmm. So that's it for this episode of, of Car Rider Line. Thank you again for being here. Um, the, this episode will be available for playback and pub- published as a new audio episode. Uh, if you s- subscribe to Car Rider Line, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll be notified whenever we publish that new audio episode. And the presentation from this episode will be in the show notes. So thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.